Yeah, but what you bring up is the mindset piece, right? It's like once you decide right. and you make and a conscious choice of what's your priority, then it's like, well, it's not a thing of, well, it's, it's not so, yes, the fact is it's more expensive, but you make the choice that this is worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think really the, the question becomes framing what expense and affordability is. Right, so you say it's more expensive. So mm -hmm. are you talking about, does it cost more to right. purchase this thing versus that thing? Yes. But can you afford not to address Good the point. things that are well important to your health? Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Cunningham, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, health and life coach, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. Lawrence Rassall, also known as The Artisan. So today's topic is, is plant-based more expensive? And the reason we're asking that is that a lot of people say, hey, I'd like to try to make a change, I'd like to be healthier, but it costs too much and I really just can't afford to do it. Have you heard that and what do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was talking with a friend of mine who um, she needs to go, she needs to adjust her diet. And um, that is pretty much mandatory from her doctor because she's managing diabetes, high blood pressure. Um, and she said, listen, I went to the store and I bought you know, broccoli and it costs more than I'm used to spending on chicken. Oh, by the way, uh, I have to eat more of it. So that costs more and I want a fixed budget. And, you know, she started to list the challenges she was having with first staying full while eating plants um, and managing it with her budget. She spent like she told me that she spent her monthly budget <laughs> um, on plants in the first week. Um, and she was really rather frustrated about it, trying to figure out like how I'm hungry all the time. I need to eat more, but I can't afford to. Um, she said, I feel good, but what am I going to eat for the next three weeks? And so, um, it's a re and she's a single woman, right? Who doesn't have, who has grown kids. And so it's not even like trying to feed a family in her case. Right. She was really frustrated with, I feel like I'm condemned if I eat <laughs> plants and I'm condemned if I don't eat plants. So what, and what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I think that that's definitely a problem or a challenge with being plant-based. Um, even sometimes I see a disparity between different types of grocery stores, which of course you can go to a place like Whole Foods where, I mean, it's just, it's really expensive. Abundant, right? Yeah. Um, and you can go to like another store, but maybe the produce is not as good or, and so trying to balance not just fruits and vegetables, but ones that are fresh, not bagged, right, necessarily, or frozen. Not that, you know, frozen is bad, but you don't want to be eating that all the time. And so trying to find good quality produce at a decent price um, can really be a challenge. It seems like uh, those higher-end stores, it's just really expensive. I bought a bag of apples, and maybe it w maybe I had five apples, and I think it was like 6 or $7. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were three ninety nine a pound or something like that, um, so I could understand that's 
you know, kind of ridiculous for five apples. And let's not go with organics. Oh, yeah. Right. Wherever you buy organics, it's always expensive. Yeah. It's yeah. always cost more. Um, but then if you don't buy organics or at least produce that is naturally harvested to some extent, you're eating the pesticides. So do you, like, wit, you know, <laughs> how do you navigate the line? You do need to have, I mean, I do feel like there is a, <clears throat> there's an income line for which it's not sustainable. And that speaks to, in my mind, that's there's something really wrong with society when um, uh, soda costs more than water and the higher quality well, food. Vice versa. Sorry, what did I say? Costs soda. more. Sorry. Soda costs less, thank you, mm-hmm. yeah. than water. And the higher quality produce costs more than the cheap stuff, right? That's lower quality. Um, and it's not always like that. I do feel like when I was in Europe, I felt differently about, uh, not that things were necessarily cheaper, but more accessible. There was there were grocery stores, and they weren't grocery stores, they were markets, markets. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But fresh markets. Um, and I felt like the, I definitely felt that there was um, a buying power for more natural foods more so than here in the United States. And this is a real problem. Um, And and because of course, the the communities that cannot afford better are the ones who need better. And they're the ones who suffer from more so, disproportionately more from all of the diseases of affluence, high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes, right? All the stuff, um, they need better and yet it's more difficult for them to get it. Right, yeah, I I, I agree as well. I mean, I have a different take on, you know, you pay for what is best for you or what you're used to, but um, but just tackling the actual point that you just brought up, yes, it is more expensive to eat healthy and eat more produce, but I'm sure we're gonna get into that, but I mean, you, you pay for what you get. I mean, if you're not eating a lot of junk, you can sort of, you know, uh, balance out the cost by devoting more money towards the better things for you. I mean, I guess I just have a different mindset, but the simple fact that yes, produce, good food, organic or not, it does cost more. But I think that that's a good point that you just brought out in terms of like being plant-based is a lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe that does involve changing more of your life. Maybe you do have to adjust your budget. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is something that you take out of your budget so that you could um, accommodate a, yeah, yeah, accommodate this, this new lifestyle. And I mean, we know from being plant-based that it is all-encompassing. It's not just the food, right? right? It's like all the other parts of it. And so, I mean, I think that that's something that, you know, people will have to address too. Your your life is going to change, mm-hmm. you know, by being plant-based and your budget might change and, and those sort of things. Um, but to eat healthy... And especially when you're talking about trying to cure yourself of illnesses or just, you know... Manage Manager, yeah. <laughs> just being healthy in general... I mean, it's totally worth it Absolutely. to try to figure out how you can navigate that. Um, yeah. yeah, but what you bring up is the mindset piece, right? It's like once you decide right. and you make and a conscious choice of what's your priority, then it's like, well, it's not a thing of, well, it's, it's not. So, yes, the fact is it's more expensive, but you make the choice that this is worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think really the the question becomes 
framing what expense and affordability is, right? So you say it's more expensive. So mm -hmm. are you talking about, does it cost more to right. purchase this thing versus that thing? Yes. But can you afford not to address Good the point. things that are well important said. to your health? Right. And really, if you think about how much are you spending on um, medicine because you've got some condition that can't be managed, or how are you impacted in terms of your earning potential mm -hmm. because you don't present as a healthy person and when you show up to that interview, they absolutely are going to discriminate against you. Wow. Um, which is true. Which I mean, there's studies. Yeah. Yeah, that, that people who are overweight and considered unattractive earn less than people who are attractive, attractive and healthy. And, right. um, and then you look at the cost of insurance, um, maybe on an individual level, we don't feel the, the effect of it, but um, as a society and an organization looking to purchase insurance, they look at, okay, well, what's the life expectancy of this number of people yeah. in this part of the country with these kind of habits? And, and they absolutely have a cost mm -hmm. associated with that. I think that's an excellent point because yeah. affordability is a, the con notion of affordability is highly subjective. Right. Not yes. just by cost, but by what you value. Yes. Right. And I think that that's the opportunity for people to shift their mindset and to say, yes, to your point, Jen, like, can I afford to be sick? Okay, I can't afford <laughs> right. to eat vegetables. Exactly. Right. Can I afford to be sick? And especially if you have a job where you don't get sick days, you just don't get paid. Right. Yeah. You know, so there is a cost associated with sickness that I right. think sometimes goes uncalculated. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, And I think especially if sickness progresses to a point where you end up being hospitalized or something exactly. like that, because to stay in the hospital for even one night is ridiculous, you know? <laughs> so it's like you pay for it on the front end or you pay for it on the back exactly. end, you know? So right. either way, you're going to end up paying for it. And, yeah, I, I, I spend quite a bit on produce. Um, and I, I constantly, when I go in and I go to Whole Foods, as you guys, guys know, I, I love Whole Foods. Um, you'll see they'll have just the standard blackberries and then they'll have the organic. And there's no question, I'm buying the organic. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's a couple of dollars more. But again, looking at the affordability as opposed to the expense and the lifestyle, just everything that we've talked about just now, all that runs through my mind, oh, I need to get some fresh turmeric, I need to get some ginger, I'm gonna press this, mm -hmm. this is going to you know, minimize or lower my inflammation. Hence, I'm not in the hospital. Right. I'm not taking time off because my gout flew up, flared up. You know, so you're absolutely right. All that goes, I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. That's affordable. Which speaks to education, right? Because you're education, like, yeah. turmeric, yes, anti-inflammatory, right? So if you're used to eating an American, standard American diet, okay, <laughs> you might get some peripheral information about what's good for you. But generally, people come at least the audience that our audience comes to plant-based generally because of health conditions. Mm -hmm. Health conditions inform, okay, what can I do to manage my symptoms? And it's like the floodgates open and it can be overwhelming. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God. And it becomes, the, the first question is always what, oh, so what can I eat? <laughs> um, and it feels like there's not much, but that's only because our plate, use a metaphor, our plate is, has been filled with things that that don't um, doesn't our plate has been filled with things that do not nourish us right um as well and that's that's the opportunity to change it mm. but as yeah. we talked about before habit change diet change is habit change 
Yeah. And it's education, non-trivial. Like all those things, yeah. Yeah. And I think the part about education is like, you know, Lawrence has you've experienced the benefits of making those changes in your everyday Absolutely. diet. Absolutely. But for most people that are considering a change, it's something that they can't necessarily quantify, but they're looking at, okay, well, this is 250 and that's <laughs> 475. Mm. So that to them is like, is it worth the extra $2 and 25 cents? Mm. And I think that that becomes the, the issue is that unless you have an opportunity to try something and then say, well, I definitely feel better or I experienced this, and then you can assign a value to it saying, yes, it is worth that cost, then you're kind of in the state of, well, maybe it's not gonna make that much of a difference. difference and, yeah. you right. know, I can't, I can't really, I can't allow myself to make, to go out kind of on faith that it's gonna make that big of a difference when it means I'm gonna have to sacrifice something else that I know that I like or that I want. Yeah. Take the juice cleanse, for example. Somebody, uh, one of our audience members said, $200 for three days? Exactly. And $200 yeah. could make or break a family. Like, no real talk, right? Yeah, that is that is like some people's like weekly budget oh, right. for groceries. Yeah, we can have me. Right, I was going to say more. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Okay, but after the cleanse, she said, I felt great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Money well spent. Exactly. I think, and I, I do, I talk about this a lot, um, even with my fitness, is like the the best way that you can invest in yourself is to educate yourself on all of those different things, because I, I agree with what you said. Once you know how things work in the body, even what Lauren said, knowing that, okay, if I have some ginger and I have some this and I have some that, I can get rid of this symptom and that symptom, and that puts the value on whatever it is that you're getting, because you know exactly why you're having something or not having something. Um, and food is something that we don't I think bother to educate ourselves on. You're we just so kind right. of eat whatever. But You're so right. it's uh, I'm taking a nutrition course right now, and the way that they break down like nutrients and phytonutrients and um, how food is actually broken down in the body and the how, the way it works inside of your cells, mm. it is phenomenal. Fascinating. Yes, it's super fascinating. And so when you think about everything that you put into your mouth is going to cause a chain reaction, and when right. you're being really thoughtful and intentional about what you're putting in your mouth for the purpose of a desired outcome and you know exactly what those things are going to do. I mean, it changes food it really does. together. Like right. it, it changes the way you eat, the way you think about food, the way you purchase food. Um, and I think it doesn't become such a, oh, I don't want to spend that much for this because it's like... I don't care what it costs because right. you, you know, see I the benefit, know that it's right. going to do this thing and this is what I need for my body. It's it's no longer a, a frivolous purchase. You know, right. it's, it's a necessity. Exactly. I think about, um, there are two things that come to mind. Uh, one is, you, you know, having the, the discussion of like, well, how could you stay full longer, right? It's education, right? Mm -hmm. how, how do you plan your plate then in such a way that you could stay full longer? Um, which I think would be useful for this conversation. But there was one, something that came to mind when you just said, Lisa, was about, um, you know, people will buy, they will spend money on um, things that are external. We have this picture of health as a certain way, right? And it's all over Instagram. This is what vegan looks like. Um, and, you know, I won't paint that picture. You could just go scrolling, right? But, but there's this idea of, like, people will spend money on things that make them look good on the outside, 
But without the immediate benefit of knowing what this thing that's going inside mm. will do, they're less inclined to spend money. And I think that that too is a my opportunity for mindset shift because real health is energy. Absolutely. It's the energy you have. It's not what you look like. Hmm. Um, there are people who are slender who are not healthy and there are people who are not slender who are healthy. healthy exactly. And the, the notion of like, trying to manage the outside without working on the inside, that is a disconnect and a fragmentation that produces people wanting to, I've seen people come out of the gym and smoke. Or I've seen people, <laughs> you know, like protein shakes. How, how, how do I get my protein? Okay, are you trying to look a certain way? Because do you need protein on the inside? This yeah. much protein on the inside? Or are you yeah. just going with what you think should be the right thing for you, but but have you really checked with your body? Yeah. Education again. Yeah. yeah. I find that to be true. And experience. You've got to experiment with your body to know like, okay, this gives me energy. This is one mm -hmm. thing I teach in health coaching or coach on health coaching is, it, how does this food make you feel? Did you feel good when you ate it? An hour later, two hours later, three hours later? It's not how you look, it's how you felt. It's how much energy you had. Mm -hmm. That's the real picture of, of, of how we should be measuring our health and our, our wellness. Mm -hmm. Love it. I was just going to say that um, even with uh, fitness, you know, people, women especially, feel like they don't want to strength train because they don't want to look like a man and all these things. But I'm like, that's not... That's not that an educated concern, really, right? Because that's not going to happen. You, there's so many variables there. There's, and that is very much based on what you're eating, too. If you're going to the gym and you're, like, pumping it out and you're doing protein shakes, yeah, well, you're going to gain muscle mass because that's what that's going to do. But if you're not eating in a particular way, then you don't have to worry about that. The nutrition course that I'm taking, they bring, they had a an interesting kind of line that I liked, and they were talking about just in terms of people with their diet, um, the question that you always want to ask people is like, how is that working for you? Because mm -hmm. people don't think about, they're like, I'm on this diet or that diet. And it's like, they maybe feel like, well, this is great. Cause I'm on this like diet or regimen or whatever, but how is it actually, actually working for you? You know, because just because you completed 30, the whole 30, <laughs> <laughs> that might not, you got through 30, 30 days, days and you were successful but you might like you like you were saying health is about energy how is that working for you how are you feeling what's your output like and then where could you change that and it, it's not it might not be a prescription it might not be the whole 30 or it might not be keto or it might not be whatever um vegan vegan right, right? Yeah. or it, you have to really take stock of like what's going on with you and how right. it's working and how you're outputting I love what you what Lisa and April just said because I think if you distill it down, the biggest problem that we face in America is that we think of food and diet as a as a product of your physique. Mm -hmm. And really, eating is about fuel. And we forget that. And it's not even part of the equation for most people. It's like, I want to eat this or not eat this because of how it's going to make me look, look. Right. not because of how it's going to make right. me feel, right. not how it's going to fuel my body, which is the whole reason we eat. Yeah. Right. Which, so can I just take this moment and plug, this is why I hate fad diets. Hello, keto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole notion, I, 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 people come to me and just like, what do you think about keto? And I'm like, I don't think anything of, in fact, I don't think of keto. Right. Um, but how did keto make you feel? 
Don't tell me you lost five pounds. Right. Tell me how you felt. And that's the part no one's checking for. To, you know, right. check for that. Right. Did you sleep better? Yeah. Because I know I slept like a champ while I was juicing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did think, too. So did I. Yeah. yeah. I did. But when you're talking about even fueling with food, it's like fueling, like, and on a cellular level, you know, like, so many things to factor in. Like, how are you sleeping? And and the little things that we talked about this, I think, in a previous episode. With babies, we check all of these, like, little checkpoints to make sure everything's going all right. You know, their poop and their nails and their this and their that. Um, but when we become adults, we stop, we stop doing, doing that, that, you know? Yeah. But those are all indicators of what's happening on the inside yeah. um, and kind of things that need to be addressed. But you have to know what to look for. So this goes back to education, right? Yeah. You have to know what to look for, and you have to know how what to do if you see a problem, you know? If... Your skin's not looking right. If your nails aren't, or if your poop you're poop is not regular, skin, you know, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you have to know how do I adjust that? How do I fix that? Where's the deficiency? What can I do differently? And so many people just skip over all that stuff because you're not taught it. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. Not taught it. I wanted to speak to um, what you what really started this conversation as far as cost. Um, some of the uh, premier pro bodybuilders, people that really make money off of the way they look. And um, many times, if not all the time, their biggest expense is food. They spend a lot of money on quality food, whether it be, even though we're plant-based, but it's, you know, lean chicken. It's like the best chicken. You're, they're not eating fatty right. chicken nuggets. Right. And they bought their own chicken and they're living in the backyard, actually. Yeah, oh, right. exactly. <laughs> Naturally raised. That's probably right. true, right? Yeah. So when you think about, again, cost, or you think about affordability, um, as you mentioned, Jennifer, um, I think about, that's the first thing I thought about, are these pro athletes mm -hmm. that eat the best food. And, I mean, cost is not a factor. They realize that they can't eat the crap. Well, that's also because that's how they're making their money. Exactly. So, Good points. And it's it an investment right. in their exactly. so, yeah. career. Right. Yeah. There's something I think worthy coming back to, and um, Jen and I were talking about this in a, offline, and we were talking about how we have a tendency to normalize things hmm. that are not normal to the point that you're making about body image and how do you feel, these things. Like, we have a tendency to normalize. Oh, did, did you, and knowing your body, to Lisa's point, like, do you realize, like for myself, I'll use myself as an example. For myself, I did not realize that it was not normal to only eliminate <laughs> once a week. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> right? That's big. For me. It was big. Yeah, it really was, right. It was no painful, too. Oh, man. Right? And yeah. it was contributing to some health trouble. And was on a regular basis? I thought, that, I thought everybody did that. Until I started what talking. What were you eating? Right. It's too long a story to even get into. <laughs> right. Or not Once eating, a right? week? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What you're not eating. Now, the signs were all there. I didn't... Re I, uh, it was painful. It was, yeah. you know, difficult. Right. And right. then as I started, as I aged, I started to develop some issues in my digestive system that right. said were flags like, hey, the pain is in of itself a sign. Yes. Right. Um, but then, of course, once something is painful, you want to do it even less. Right. So. Right. Meaning not poop. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, like if, if the experience it's is bad, difficult, right. then you're like, I don't want to do that. And mm-hmm. then your body kind of locks up on you and all kinds of other things oh, start to happen. Saying, yeah. so. Absolutely. Yeah. But I didn't understand at the time the link between food right. and, right? Lack so, of education. Yeah. Lack of education. But also I had normalized it oh, without realizing speaking, right. that, oh, I, started, I think okay. I started talking to my, my mom and my sister and they're just like, wait, what? Yeah. No. Twice like, for sure. every meal. Yeah. Yeah. And really? I was like, yeah. every meal? Exactly. At least, right. Or more. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's those things. Like, do, do, do you feel tired all the time? Mm-hmm. That's a sign. All right, do you have pain in your body? Mm-hmm. Something's happening. What's your regularity like? Mm-hmm. How is it when you go? Right. Yeah. Right? Like, hello, you, you should check. And we we often sometimes we don't know that something's wrong even though the signs are there. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes we know the signs are there and we're trying to take a pill or you know figure out how we can avoid dealing with it by my um I was rec- it was recommended to me that I, I was talking to someone and I told them that I had a lactose intolerance. This was very early on before I just decided to give up dairy altogether and someone said, "Well, why, why have you tried that lactate? Well, have you tried to take, you know, one of they have pills that you can take with the ice cream?" Mhm. Right. And it's like, okay, do you understand you're intercepting your body's natural reaction? You're trying to um, placate the symptom without Mm -hmm. addressing the problem. Yeah, absolutely. And that is a way of normalizing. If Mm -hmm. I take this pill with it, then it's okay. I I feel fine. Exactly. (laughs) But 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 your body is not fine. Or I think the other part of it is we just kind of put our we ostrich it. You know, you put your head in the sand, pretend it's Mm -hmm. not a problem. That's okay. It's not a big deal until it becomes more acute. Yep. And sometimes that acuity, well, though, sorry. can be deadly. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, going back to, like, a uh, kid, right? If you had a baby that didn't poop for a week. Be freaking out. Be right. freaking out. Well, be baby the... might die Yeah. if he didn't poop yeah. for a week, yeah, you know? True. And so why, as we become older, do we not see those, you know, as issues. Those symptoms. And yeah, and I, know, I do know people who, you know, will just take laxatives all day, just mm. like just laxative it out but it's, if your body's it's not insane, doing what yeah. it's supposed to be doing if you need assistance for like normal bodily functions something's wrong something's happening right. on the inside that probably needs to be addressed you so know glad we're having this conversation yeah, you, yeah. Need, so, you need help in the bathroom <laughs> no i do not okay let's just check in. i excel in that area <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, we need to do another episode. It's true, audience. We're talking about the poo episode because it was hilarious. If you haven't watched it or listened to it. Yeah, let's go back. (laughs) I'm ready. I think it's episode seven. So one of the... So we can't... You know, I feel like we're boiling the ocean, right? Like we've identified Mm. these issues Mm -hmm. and challenges and and let's see if we can get to a point where we can actually help people. So if, if if you were going to make just one change to improve the quality of your nutrition, what would it be? Mm. Who wants to go first? Lisa. For me, and I've already started to put this in practice, but it's planning. Because if I can have an idea of the things that I want to eat during the week, um, 
and and I'm eating in a particular way like okay I know that I need to get some of these things in my diet this week how can I incorporate that and usually I try to have a list on Saturday um, try to have a there's a couple of farmers markets near me I don't always get to go because I my schedule is so on Sundays but try to go to a farmers market if you can see how much of that stuff you can pick up at a cheaper price fill in the gaps at a grocery store try to at least have the stuff in the fridge and it's somewhat prepped we've started doing this thing my husband and I where um I'll get like onions and peppers and all that stuff and he chops them all up and puts them in baggies mm. so that when it's time for me to cook it's just like all That's I have ready. to do is grab nice. those things and, and prepare um, and that makes it so much easier and yeah. thoughtful and I'm not on the go like okay I don't know what to eat so we'll just have this like spaghetti sauce that came out of the can but okay. it allows me to be like more thoughtful and to add a lot of diversity in our diet you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think mine is very similar to yours, Lisa, and that is, um, I do that with salad ingredients. Mm-hmm. So I buy romaine hearts, red cabbage, red onion, um, cucumbers, and tomatoes, and I will get it all prepped. Really? So that all I have to do is like assemble a salad, um, okay. and I try to do the same thing with like slivered almonds and uh, pumpkin seeds mm-hmm. as the crunch factor, and then I try to have avocados and or guacamole yep, um, to be the the protein that I need. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is um, I can have one salad as a, a salad as a meal, mm-hmm. um, and it and I have really no excuse not to because it's already it's ready easy. to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, one thing that I recommend is uh, to not be too gregarious and and jumping in and making like a huge change. And what I mean by that is, for instance, if you're used to eating a certain way, um, you're not going to have this overhaul overnight. It's, it's it's too much, too fast. So I what I recommend is perhaps if you're used to eating canned collard greens or green beans maybe for that one meal or for uh, one visit to the uh, grocery store, you buy fresh or frozen. Frozen is actually good. It has a really protein dense, I'm sorry, uh, nutritional uh, dense. Uh, But just swapping out those canned goods for the fresh and then uh, preparing it. So I think that will help in making change and sort of changing your diet. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really good in line with this episode in terms of cost, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you just switch one thing and maybe you buy some of the stuff that you usually get, but you swap out a fresh, it's like you're getting adjusted to the price difference too, because there's a a true Mm -hmm. price difference between canned and fresh. But it allows you to also play with it. It's like, okay, well, let me get this fresh thing and then maybe, okay, well, this is more than I thought. So maybe I I can adjust in this other way. And it allows people to kind of slow walk Mm -hmm. the budgeting issue and also the changing of the diet. So I really like that one. Yeah, my mother, sorry, I know you guys want to go, but my mother, um, she's been following my post on Instagram. And so she'll text me or she'll respond back and say, you know, I tried this. And it actually tastes better. So, you know, back in the day, I think for all Excellent. of us, winning, yeah, yeah. Brand, uh, canned goods it was like a big thing. I think in our community, just right. to have stocks of canned goods, and that's what we were used to. You know, yeah. you would add the seasonings, but um, for her, you know, she's been incorporating a lot of fresh produce, and she's amazed at how fresh. I'm sorry, how tasty and. Yeah. How much better she feels. So, 
Well, conspiracy yeah. theorist Jen is going to say the reason Please. is because. That's um, why I like you. The <laughs> <laughs> speak, speak. You know, if if you are budget conscious, um, even though sometimes there will be a sale on produce, there is almost always a sale on packaged food. Right. And on top of that, those manufacturers also produce coupons. Mm. Whereas there is no broccoli coupon. Good point. Right? And so well fresh said. broccoli coupon. And so that's part of the problem is just that the system is rigged against us being healthier because those who have the power have the yes. money. Or those who have the money have the power. And so they're creating a system that keeps us um, tied to, well, that's cheaper. That's going to save me money. It's on sale. There's a coupon. And it's just the whole thing. I love it. Which, I never even considered the fact that there's never a coupon. Yeah, when she said that, I was like, until I never you said that. that. Yeah. That's a mind trip right there. Yeah. All the packaged foods. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. Which to me speaks to the value we place on ourselves and our health. Then. Mm -hmm. We have to take our power back and say, I'm worth fresh broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I am worth fresh kale. <laughs> yes, it costs more, but I'm worth mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, add to that, to your question, Jen, of what would we practically suggest. Um, I want to advocate for bringing back the pleasure of food. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that we get caught in where can I get my protein? How can I? I, I hear uh, people ask me a lot. Well, I've started eating more plants. I'm hungry all the time. How can I stay full longer? There's this need of like trying yeah. to satisfy a metric somehow. Right. And we're not enjoying our food. So when, when as much as we could be, right? And so making that change is, okay, you can't eat chicken, but do you like avocado? Do you like, you know, kale cooked right. a certain way? Do you like, you know, Mushrooms. peas or yeah. sauteed? Yeah. Whatever, right, like right. find the food that find you do else. like yeah. and find the pleasure in your food. And that's going to take some exploration. That's going to take some um, curiosity and adventure. And it's not always going to be a hit, but at least you know, like right. you can get back to that place of like, but I ate, I ate what I did eat. I felt good eating and I enjoyed it. And that in of itself is a win. Yeah. Well said. We've done this at our house too, where um, something that maybe I've learned about that I want to experiment with, but I think also they're afraid to waste the money on it. What if I buy this thing <laughs> right. and it doesn't turn out right? And so we've done where we're like, okay, we're going to take... Ten dollars. We're gonna buy this thing and try to cook it. If we don't like it, yeah, you know, you know, exactly you right. Know, it's like it's not our whole. We didn't step yeah. out of our whole budget and buy a bunch of stuff we don't know. It's just this one thing we're maybe gonna splurge on, play around with it. If it goes well, then it's like we got a yeah. new thing in the pocket. We know how to work with that we could, you know, use. And if it doesn't, okay, maybe. We can do some recon. How can we try to incorporate it differently? What did we do wrong? And then maybe it's just not for us, like spaghetti squash. I don't think it's. I don't think oh, it's for wow. me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think spaghetti squash is for me. I've tried it a couple of times. Didn't work out. Didn't like it. Well, well I think um, in our episode with uh, Fiddlehead Chef Lauren, mm -hmm. um, that was one of the things she mentioned is you know try to substitute one thing, yep. right? Because if you're not accustomed to making fresh vegetables, don't go to the store and, and buy, buy exactly. asparagus and bok choy and zucchini and squash and think, I'm just going to make all of these vegetables that I've never made before, right. even though I don't know how to really cook them um, because they will go bad. 
yeah. in just a few days. Yes. Yeah. And you will have wasted your money and you'll think, this isn't for this me. Is I ridiculous. can't sustain a lifestyle like this. Yeah. Right. Good point. And if there's one thing that's coming up, that then it sounds like a theme for this episode and for life generally is um, baby steps, right? So progress over perfection. Mm. Replace one thing at a time and learn from that and adapt. Yes. Yep. Perfecto. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us on social media at The Jealous Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or at thejealousvegan.com and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content to support your plant-based journey. And until then, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.